We're going to learn a few of the laws about of searching for chametz. The halacha um, is that three days before Pesach, like by every, every yontif, supposed to start learning the laws of Pesach. It means from Purim and on, you're supposed to learn the laws of Pesach. But Pesach has another component that's only by Pesach, uh, that we do a couple of other things before Pesach. First of all, Mois um, Chitin, to gather funds together to help Jews celebrate Pesach. And the language that's used, that was used in Europe, gathering these funds was uh, either take or give. Everyone has to be part of it. Either taking Mois Chitin or you're giving Mois Chitin. Another thing that's done before Pesach, connected to what we're learning tonight, is not to um, be careful a month before Pesach, not to put any items in, uh, in, in any any chumzik items around things that will um, cause them to stick inside them. So, for example, you're reading. You, you can't you can't uh, take a book and and uh, munch on a bagel while you're reading the book on month before Pesach because you know forget some crumbs of, of 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 that bagel in the book. So that's so that's a special halacha the month before Pesach not to do things that will cause there to be chumzik in various places. Our people, which are careful the whole year. Some people a whole year they're careful not to not to have any chametz touch their books, etc. But specifically, it says in Shulchan Aruch in the month before Pesach uh, to be careful. So when night of before Pesach comes, you all know the mission says early Arba, also night of the fourteenth, you have to search for chametz with the light of a candle. What are you? Where are you supposed to search? So language of the Mishnah is. It's a place where chametz is brought. What that means is not a place where chametz is stored. It doesn't mean you have to search the cabinets or the refrigerators only. It means a place that chametz will reach. Like the example Rashi gives is that sometimes in the middle of a meal, the uh, one who is serving the wine in the meal will go to, uh, the, uh, to, to the wine cellar and he might, have, he might be munching on, on a piece of bread while he goes to the wine cellar. And so... Therefore, you have to check the wine cellar also. So even though if you're very careful the whole year and you only you know, get, get the rest of your house dirty, but nevertheless, it happens here and there that you end up eating in the various places in your house, and therefore, every place in your house is included in the mitzvah of searching for chametz. And this, that's uh, without considering children. It says in Gemara, you know, various places, if there's a, there's a piece of bread which is high up, 10, 10, Tvachim high, no one's going to go look for it, no one's going to get, go get it, but till, till, till the, the moon and back with children, Baruch Hashem, it's possible for chametz to reach and to return, and therefore to search every part of your house. It, 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 although there are various uh, discussions in the court of Jewish law about storage houses, you do go, you don't go, the general rule of thumb is that most areas of your house have to be um, searched for chametz. Um, Huh? Oh, right. So, so although the Mishnah says to look look for chametz night before Pesach, but actually, uh, there is a halacha that within thirty days before Pesach, if it's difficult to search the night before, it's possible in various situations to do some of the search before. And the truth is that this halacha is very important because there's a lot of things which cannot be done by most people the night before Pesach. Um, a 
some people, for example, think that their cars are somehow exempt from the laws of searching for chametz. And yeah, I search my house. I just have to, to do to do do uh, the detail on my car. And they do that the night, the day before Pesach, after the hour when it's forbidden to own chametz. There's no there's no uh, hatter for that. There's no reason why that's allowed. If it's if something belongs to you, it's a place of being chametz. Your car is just like any room in your house. So does that mean you have to go out with a candle night of night before Pesach and search your car with a candle? Not necessarily, because the Shas Hatchak, you're allowed to uh, search a place which is called in Gemara Chsadra, a place which has a lot of light. Like in those days, a shul was a room which had windows from all different areas. So a place which has so much light, so you can rely on the light of the sun to check that area. So to with a car. You're allowed to check for chametz during the daytime after you take your car to be detailed. Hopefully, not the day before Pesach or then it's too late because you're not allowed to own chametz already coming the fifth hour on the day before Pesach. Rather, um, a day before the day before Pesach, you can then on that day after you've done the detailing, whatever, technically, the, the detailing is not so detailed as they say in Yeshiva, and there's always a uh, glove compartment they forgot to do. And they got to the various uh, pockets in your car. It's always good to go over that, and you have to really, because do the midst of searching for chametz, you have to yourself look in your car to make sure that everything is done. And so, how do you, what do you what do you do? You don't have to go for the, with, the, with the can light before Pesach. You can go during the daytime uh, with uh, the sunlight. That's fine, as long as it's, it's there's sunlight. As long as it's not like a you know a very cloudy day. Um, there was a time when it was easy for everyone to search their entire, whatever they owned, the night before Pesach. But today, what did a person own? A person owned two pairs of pants and one shirt, and uh, they had one room, and, uh, and, and that was it. But today, Baruch Hashem, with the great abundance that God has blessed us with, so you have so many rooms and so many pairs of pants and so many shirts and so many closets and so many bookshelves and so many and so many uh, pantries and whatever. So, so, so how are you going to go look for everything night before Pesach with, with, with a candle, no less, going through every single detail of every single part of your house? You're going to go, t- go into your pants drawer night before Pesach and take out all your pants, you take out all your underwear from the other drawer, and you go with a candle and everything will be taken out. I mean, what, 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 what exactly are you meant to do? And also, the night before Pesach, your, your kitchen hopefully is already clean uh, and prepared for Pesach. And you have all the eggs and potatoes and carrots, as, and and the, the, it's full production in your in your house night before Pesach. And what are you going to do? You're going to pick up all the carrots and pick up all the potatoes and all the onions, and you're going to look under the under, under the, the, the the bags of onions and potatoes to search for. How, how does that make sense? So, I believe, I believe it was the Rebbe Rashab who said that they should do bdikas chametz. They should search for chametz in the kitchen, not the night before Pesach. But two nights before Pesach, or three nights before they make the kitchen kosher for Pesach, they could search for that room, in that room with a candle. The only reason to use a candle is, is at nighttime. As Gemara says that Ur Haner the light of a candle is good for to search, and therefore the night it, it, at nighttime doesn't have to be the night before Pesach. It could also be another night, and you could search for uh, through the, the before you start putting in all the potatoes and all the uh, whatever you're going to put into your, into your Pesach kosher Pesach kitchen. You could already use a candle and search for that, and then make that place to be searched, considered to be searched for chametz, and it's good. And as long as you don't bring chametz in that place again, it's done. You have to search for it again. Uh, there is this one I mentioned, I mentioned a car before about opening the um, checking with light of the sun. There is an opinion which says 
not just his opinion. That you cannot trust light of the sun when it goes through a window. So the question is, if our windows are the same as those windows, so some say that our windows are different than those windows because our windows are very clear, very transparent, and others say no that uh, the Alter Rebbe lived at the same time as the Rav Mushtash. Rav Mushtash he said that windows nowadays in his time already are so transparent you could check with the light of the sun through the window. The Alter Rebbe he doesn't mention that the glass in his time is is okay. Rabbi Elishvili said that perhaps the language of the Alter Rebbe may hint to this idea. The Alter Rebbe says, Mechitzas, Mechitzas is a partition of glass. Maybe he's talking about a glass which causes a partition. Either way, whether or not you think that glass is different nowadays or not, it's not so difficult just to open the window in your car and then you're good according to all opinions and you could check your car with the light of the light of the sun. Um, Huh? Can't use a flashlight. So um, it says in Gemara you're supposed to use light of a candle. However, I don't, I don't, I don't look review this yet this year. But I remember everyone always saying that areas we can't go with a candle, like under your bed, you're going to cause a fire. And those areas better to use a a a, uh, a flashlight. Or if you do get stuck a night before Pesach, and you're going to use a, only your candle in your car. You're not going to really find everything. And yeah, you could use your, you could use a, a a flashlight. But again, it's easier to do it. During the daytime. What about your shelves in your house? What do you buy all your shelves? So your shelves are a similar thing. Your shelves, you want to take out all your pants. Uh, and you could take your, pan, your pants drawer. Or your, and you could bring it to the light of the sun. And look through the drawer with the light of the sun. So that's another option. Instead of checking, your, taking out all the pants. Take all the books of your bookshelf. Night before, the, the night before Pesach, when you're searching for Hametz. You could take out all the books. And all the pants or whatever. And you could uh, search in that area by bringing the shelves if the shelves are removable bring them in front of the light of the sun and then you have searched effectively your shelves for Pesach um, and you have actually done the midst of searching for chametz on those shelves although it's not night before Pesach as long as you don't bring chametz back on those shelves there's a third way to, to get rid of um, that's not, that's, that's not a holy way of saying what I wanted to say. There's a third, third way to discharge your obligation to search for chametz before the night of the 14th. I mentioned one way was, I said, with the light of the... Um, uh, to, search, to search earlier, to, to go, let's say, in your place of business, you're not going to go drive on the night, night before Pesach to go to your office again. So you could do that the, the, in advance. Don't bring chametz in there anymore. Search chametz there, and then you've searched for your office, and no, no, and there's no office, there's no chametz there, and you're done. Um, it has to be with light of a candle. If you're going to use that office on Pesach, you cannot selling that office, so you have to go the night, two, a few nights before Pesach at nighttime, and uh, search so that you've done that. That place has been searched for chametz. So you can use it on Pesach if it hasn't been searched. Hold on one second. I think I made. Um, sorry about that. Okay, so there's a third option. Here's a third option. This third option I think is easier. The third option is what you could do is if it says in the Shulchan Aruch that kibud is like bdika. If you wash, like when you night of of dikas chametz, 
Where do you go to search for your chametz? You don't go to your kitchen table. You don't go to your dining room table. Even though that's the place you eat chametz all year. Why aren't you going to your dining room table? Why not? Because your dining room table, you washed it and you dried it. And there's no chametz on your, on, your, on your dining room table. It's a flat surface. And you've washed it and cleaned it. So it says in Shachan that washing something is equivalent to searching for it. So if it's a flat area, it's been washed. So that is considered like as if it's been searched. What about the corners? The corners that you have to search. You, you, you don't you feel your full obligation to, to search for chametz by washing the corners because corners are hard to, hard to clean. And therefore the corners specifically is we have to search for a night before Pesach. The places where you could wash, you washed. You're, you're not trying to, um, to search for, for, for unedible crumbs. You're not trying to search for things which are microscopic. The, there are two reasons why the Chachamim instituted to search for chametz. Really, the biblical obligation before Pesach is to not own chametz, destroy chametz that you know about, and to not own chametz. So if you declare the chametz ownerless, and you have other chametz you sold, so what are you searching? Why are you searching for chametz? You're searching for chametz, as in Tesis, two reasons. Reason number one is because there may be something, since people are always used to uh, chametz all year, so if there's chametz in your home, although you've technically said, I'm, it's ownerless, it's ownerless, and it doesn't belong to me. But although you've made that declaration, if there's a piece of chametz in your house, you're used to eating chametz all year, you're going to forget. You're going to forget because it's just around. Because you're so used to eating it. It's not like, it's not like treif. Treif are things you know is treif. This is chametz, you always eat chametz. Therefore, since it's, you're just so used, to, um, so, so used to having chametz around, you may forget, you may eat chametz. Therefore, the chametz said, you have to remove chametz from your house. So... The chametz that you want to keep after Pesach, you sell. sell. The chametz which you're not keeping after Pesach, you have to search, make sure there's none, none in your house. Because if there is something left in your house, the Chachamim uh, said, there's a rabbinical transgression of owning chametz. And there's also a second reason the Chachamim said that you have to get rid of the chametz. One is beca- the second reason is because you may not be sincere when you say it's ownerless. You said it's ownerless, but how sincere can you be about a gambo's donut? You know, you sincerely declare the gambo's donut, especially if it's you know it's, it's, it's cherry filling. How are you supposed to, in in your right mind, really declare it's like the dust of the earth? So, but but although there are two reasons that are given in Shulchan Aruch, the conclusion is that the most important reason, the, the, halachically, is, a sec, is the reason that you may eat it. And it's important to know why you're searching for chametz, whether it's because you may eat it or because your bittel is not sincere. Since the reason is because you may eat it, so there, there's a lot of halachas that are affected by that principle. For example, I mentioned before that you have to search for the corners. But if it's difficult to search the corner, all the corners, another way that you could discharge the obligation of searching for chametz in the corners is is by is by uh, spraying it with something which is which ha- which is which will ruin the chametz, and the chametz is now unedible because it has this poison on it. So since it has poison on it, you're not going to be able to eat it, and therefore you you're fulfilled your obligation of searching those corners. How? Because you sprayed the corners, even though if there is some chametz there that you didn't notice, and it's and it's not just it's chametz that's there, chametz that you might eat. You're searching for chametz you might eat. So even so you're searching for a cheerio, which is very small, but it's it's edible. It's lost but it's edible. So by spraying the cheerio, whatever that may be, that you don't see with a during the daytime before the night of the fourteenth, if you spray that corner with something which will cause a cheerio to be unedible, then you are You can rely on that instead of going on the night of the fourteenth. 
and searching for every single corner. You could get you can be a, uh, you can fulfill the obligation shasat chak by by doing that as well. Spring instead of bedika. Instead of doing a bedika, you could spray the area, and that way you are not. No, even if it's chametz, it's no longer edible. Therefore, the whole purpose of bedika is that you shouldn't come to eat it. You're not going to eat it. Um, bedika includes removing, not just finding, removing, checking, removing. Well, it depends. It depends. If you say the reason you're searching is in order to, the reason we, we, we when we make the bracha on the night of the fourteenth, the bracha is not for searching for chametz. The bracha is in destroying chametz. And we even say the bracha is even al bir chametz in the past for the destruction of chametz that we've done already. Because once we've decided to get rid of our chametz, already declaring it ownerless, and therefore that's why this bracha is not live by chametz, but al bir chametz, because there's already been some kind of removal of chametz by the right decision to get rid of the chametz. However, the mitzvah is not done until the chametz is actually de- destroyed. So that's for the chametz that you are that you find the actual chametz. You're not done until you destroy that chametz. But it's possible to transfer the chametz from being chametz to being not chametz. Once it's been sprayed with this thing, it's not considered chametz anymore because it's not edible anymore. As, but of course, if, if you actually see a piece of chametz, even though it's, it's not edible, better to, you have to get rid of it. But technically, if it's, part, if it's difficult for you to search all these different corners, you could spray them. Okay. Um, it says in Shechon day before Pesach, you're supposed to check through all your pockets even though you're a very honorable guy, and you never put any food in your pockets, but once in a while you do, while you're putting on your gartel, and you're sticking something in, and you put something in, it happens. And therefore, Shulchan Archet says that every Jew is obligated to check their, 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 their pockets for Pesach. Remember hearing, read the previous rites in Hiroshima, about the Rebbe Rashab, how he opened his pockets to the wind, and, and his, and his Mesharis, and the, the one who would work in the Rebbe Rashab's house, combed his pockets also, to make sure there was no no chametz on his on, on Rabbi Shab. Your phone cases. I've seen this happen so many times. People forget that their phone cases are full of chametz. Right, right. So For sure. Um, okay. So, so when you want to search your pants, pockets, your shirt pockets before Pesach, that's not not a big deal. But how you go through all the pockets of all the clothing you have? You have ten suits. You go through, and each suit has pockets, and some pockets are in interesting places in the suit. And then there's ladies' clothing. You're gonna go through all the pockets before pace and go through every single pocket as possible. So the same thing that we said before about about the corners can apply also to the clothing. Since when you wash your clothing, you, you don't just wash your clothing with water. You put into it bleach and detergent or all the good stuff, which makes. No, so no normal, normal person would, would decide to eat a bagel left over in a pants pocket after it's been washed and with uh, Clorox and bleach to eat it. And therefore, you don't have to check those clothing that have never been worn, that have come out of the washing machine or come out of the cleaners. You only have to check those, po- those pockets which have been worn already. And you may have put something inside after they've been washed, but those pockets which, 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 have, which have already been washed or been cleaned you don't have to um, check those pockets again because even if they have chametz, it's it's not going to uh, be an issue because they already ha- they have already been spritzed, they were with with things that make the chametz in them unedible. Um, one more thing I want to mention.
Any questions? Oh, when you sell for chametz, you sell chametz, you sell arminagiz, some people have different opinions. Our custom is we sell everything. We sell actual chametz. So if you allowed to sell actual chametz, you're also allowed to sell pots and pans. You don't have to worry if there's stuff that's just stuck to the pot and pan and wonder, is it really sold, to the, sold or not sold because it's just a tiny piece, how could it be sold? But if you're allowed to sell, the, you sell the whole area and everything that's inside the area. And therefore, you don't have to really uh, worry about anything which is attached to a pot and pan if it's if it's in the area it's being sold for chametz as long as you just do a regular cleaning you would put, before you put something away and, and that's good it doesn't matter if it's rusty and has pizza chametz or whatever it's sold the bagels are sold and the cheerios are sold so for sure the pots and pans could also be considered sold mifami famidam okay chash baruch